Me and my cousins. It's a podcast. Three guys, three decades, three perspectives. Me and my cousins. It's a podcast. Welcome back to the Me and My Cousins podcast. As always, I am Angelo Gingerelli with my cousins Mike Casal and Kenny Nicosia. This week's episode is brought to you by Bean Mug and Coffee Co. Bean Mug and Coffee Company is a small batch coffee company out of Point Pleasant, New Jersey. They feature unique blends inspired from the Jersey Shore, and every month they feature a single origin coffee from around the world. For the month of August, they just introduced Costa Rican coffee. Bean Mug and Coffee Co. is giving our listeners 10% off all coffee, and there is recently released espresso. Visit Bean Mug and Coffee Co. And enter cousins10 at checkout. That's lowercase c o u s i n s the number 10 at checkout for 10% off at mean mug and coffee. Mike, what's going on, man? Ange, what's up? Sounds good to have that nice sponsor there, right? Nice job. Yeah, man. I thought in July we put that out there on every episode. We said we wanted to get some sponsorships, and it happened. We somehow we made it happen um, in in August, and everybody over at Bean Mug and Coffee was nice enough to work with us and set that up. And they're they're a brand new business right out of the Jersey Shore. I actually bought a bag of their Boardwalk Blend as soon as it dropped. I believe it was Fourth of July weekend. And it, it's a good, it's a really good coffee. I really enjoy it, and they got a whole bunch of varieties out there. So we made that happen from July to August. One of my goals from August to September is to keep growing our listenership. So if you guys can help us out and make that happen, we're going to call August Tell a Friend Tell a Friend Month. A lot of you guys have been great on social media, Instagram, Facebook, telling people about the Me and My Cousins podcast. But if you could just do that maybe one extra time this month, tell somebody, you know, see them word of mouth, just make it known that we have a show here that you like and they might like it too, that'd be really great. But for right now, super happy to work with Bean Mug and Coffee, really enjoying their coffee and other products. And now let's get this new month of August rolling. We kicked it off real strong two weeks ago with Drew the Recluse. Uh, we had to take a week off because of some scheduling issues, and now we're back and stronger than ever. Mike, how's August treating you so far? A pretty good start to August. You know, I was at the beach on Monday, survived the tropical storm on Tuesday, then back to the beach on Wednesday. Uh, pretty crazy, right, man? It's just stuff hasn't changed so far. We Typical 2020, you go to the beach on one day, you get hammered with a storm, lose power, and the next day it's 80 and sunny and everybody's back at the beach. Just some pretty crazy shit going on right now. How about you? Incredible year, man. On Monday, we've at the Jersey Shore, we finally kind of settled into a mode where it's like, okay, we're going to base the entire economy on online business and outdoor dining. And things are starting to go pretty well, right? And then on Tuesday, <laughs> violent winds destroyed the outdoor dining areas and the internet broke. People couldn't get online for 24, 40 hours in some cases. And it's like, man, what more can this can this year dish at us, man? I, I live right by the beach. And I went running on Wednesday morning and I saw just, just tents were toppled over and tables were flipped over. And it was a weird, it, there really wasn't that much damage, but there was like just enough damage to destroy all the outdoor dining areas that people had just built. And it was really, it was rough to see. It was almost like one of those, like, it's just, it's enough of a slap in the face to kind of slow down your forward momentum. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of year it's been. And then, uh, listen to the uh, weather today. They're talking about a real severe hurricane season. So hopefully, hopefully they're wrong on that one because, you know, weathermen are right and wrong weather meteorologists probably 50% of the time. So hopefully they're wrong on that one, man, because we definitely need a, need a break. We need a long, nice, warm fall transitions to a smooth winter. Hopefully we get past this uh, virus, you know? Yeah, man, it's looking like, and I hate to admit this, but I, it just looks like we're not going to be back in school 
full time for just about anybody when September comes, right? So really, I think if you could, if, if if September and October are nice months and you can get outside, and if you're a kid, you can do your schoolwork in the morning and then get out and either play with your friends if you can do it safely or in your own yard or whatever, be physically active. I think that's great. If you combine that homeschooling environment with a real rough hurricane season and real just cold, windy, wet, damp September and October, that's going to be a miserable fall for a lot of those families out there. So definitely hoping that weather holds out and helps these people out a little bit. Yeah, definitely, man. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, school districts are coming out with some different plans and, uh, you know, at different times. And I, I guess we're all for individual, um, you know, uh, decisions being made based on towns and counties and states. But on this one, I feel like it should have been a little more uniform, you know, because if you have teachers working in Ocean County and then you have your house in, in Monmouth County, but the schedules are totally off, like, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday school or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off Friday schooling. It's going to be so different. Like I understand like states rights, local municipality rights, but I feel like they could do a better job getting on the same page because it's tough for teachers, students. It's tough for parents. And I feel like if they're able to come up with some more of a similar uh, plan that was, you know, more equal and um, amongst the counties, it would be a little easier, you know. I feel like this is the kind of thing where, you know, municipalities had individual rights and they absolutely should. I agree with you. But back in the day when your whole life was in your town, I think that made a lot of sense. Right. You live in Long Branch. Your politicians do what's right for Long Branch and keep everyone in Long Branch healthy, safe, employed, what have you. Right. In the world we live in now where you might have, you know, a four person home where one city live in Long Branch. But the father might work in Red Bank. The mom might work in Asbury Park. Uh, the one kid might be in college at Rutgers and the other kid might be in high school at Long Branch High School. It's really hard if you can't get on the same page, you've anything close to the same schedule. How do you even start to make that work? So I feel like while individual municipalities should have the right to decide however they want, if they're not working together and having some semblance of a statewide plan, it's going to make it real hard for a lot of families this fall. Agreed. And I think as time goes on, they might come together. When this first started going on, I was on this a committee to try to reopen school. And you heard so many different plans from different people and then from teacher friends in other districts. And then as it's moved forward more recently, we've heard more things that were similar, where a lot of peop- schools are going to that every other day or going to the A-B style block. Uh, where the kids are in on a Monday, off on a Tuesday, in on Wednesday, off on Thursday. So I think they are doing a better job of it. But there's still some I heard from, you know, a, a buddy the other day where they're talking about they're going to give their kids off every Wednesday, which means him or his wife is going to have to take off from work every Wednesday, which it, they understand it's the way it is. But it's just not fitting in with the other plan. So I think as this goes on, time goes on, I think districts are going to be more likely to be on the same page, hopefully, because it'll just make easier for parents, for kids and in a shitty situation. Yeah, man, no doubt. Uh, in, a, in a more positive situation, sports are back in full force. Since the last show we recorded, which I think was opening day for MLB, uh, baseball is happening for better or worse. Hockey and basketball seem to be faring a little bit better. What, what kind of, and Kenny's not not on this episode with us today, so me and Mike can do a little bit of sports talk and then get, get moving with our guest, who really gave us a great interview earlier in the week. What, um, what sports stuff are you into this week, man? What stories are you following? What teams are you rooting for? How's your sports life going right now? 
Yeah, man, uh, it's cool to see it back, obviously. Um, and like you said, the NBA is doing a great job. I think they've um, I think they had zero positive tests again. And it's like the third week in a row. So they have, you know, you know, basketball and for our followers that do you're sweating, you're breathing, you're spitting, you're right on top of each other when you're covering and driving to the basket. And it's an aggressive game where you're breathing on each other all the time. So obviously the bubble in Orlando has worked. I'm not a big hockey guy, so I'll leave that to you. But um, baseball had a couple setbacks. They're still pushing along. Uh, Obviously, the Marlins and the Phillies and the Cardinals, among some other teams, had to be quarantined because of breakouts. Uh, I was wrong. I thought uh, as of last week, I thought they were going to have to shut it down. But they've kind of weathered it so far. And they've done a nice job of trying to just cancel the games where the people were impacted and then move on with the others. I think it's coming pretty clear that if you truly do isolate like the bubble, like the NBA is doing, it could work. Um, I think the traveling is making it a little harder for baseball. And I think that's going to be something football is going to have to weigh because the most popular sport in the country, they're going to make that go almost no matter what. They just might have to change it up a little bit because, again, it's another high contact sport like basketball. So they might have to end up putting them in a bubble type situation. But it's great to see him back. Baseball's weathered the storm. Basketball's still going strong. Um, so that's my view about what about you hockey, anything else? No, no, same thing. They, they're in a, they're in a couple different bubble cities, kind of like what the NBA did. You play like within your city and then you move on to the next level, kind of like almost like an AAU tournament would be back in the day. If you played high school basketball or baseball. Um, but the one question I have for you, and I, I never thought of this till pretty recently, let's say for example, the Knicks are, are playing and there's 12 guys on the roster and eight of them get COVID-19. Is there a reserve roster? What happens if if every if there is an outbreak? If there's not, are there? Do they have to quit? Do they forfeit like a rec league? Like what happens if that if that case scenario plays out? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know what the NBA's policy is. I know in baseball they just stopped the Marlins games because like twelve Marlins had it. So instead of bringing up you know minor leaguers, although it's different because the minor league seasons were shut down, you know. But I know they have the reserve list players. They just shut down the Marlins players for a week for those until they, you know, until the testing came back differently, um, you know, where they were clear of the virus or the players that were still infected weren't able to show up. So I know they do have a small reserve list. Uh, I'm guessing the NBA has the same thing. That would be an educated guess, but I'm not concrete on it. But I I think that would make the most sense. But I guess if a whole team got wiped out, like take the Lakers, right? And they don't, what if LeBron, Anthony Davis got the virus? Like, yeah, they have players, that are on like backups for them, but nobody wants to watch them. You know, everybody's tuning in to watch AD and LeBron play. So I guess that would be a sticky situation if it happens. Yeah. I, I thought about this earlier in the week when I saw it, the, one of my favorite rappers, J Cole is attempting to play in the NBA. Apparently, I don't know if it's a rumor. I'm not sure. He's a tall guy. I know he was a decent high school basketball player. And then he went to St. John's and didn't play at St. John's. So he, he chose or didn't play college for whatever reason. And now he's in his thirties. He wants to play in the NBA and everybody's saying that's ridiculous. But my thing is it does every year you got a shot to break into a league. It's right now where at any minute, everybody could get sick and be sidelined by a disease. Now that door is open for somebody. Right. So my thing is, you know, whether or not Jay Cole should do it or he's making a mock, whatever he's doing, I don't really understand. But I feel like if you're on that bubble of playing professional sports, this could be your year, right? If the guy in front of you goes down for COVID-19, now you got a roster spot that you might not have got had the world not completely fallen apart a couple months ago. Am I looking at that right? Yeah, I think you're I think you're right for those players that are like right there, those double A, triple A baseball players that are right on the cusp. Um, and again, bad example because they got rid of minor league sports. But you know what I'm saying? Like the they have the reserve list. Like if, you're the 13th, the NBA, if you're the 13th guy on the net right now, you could very easily be the 12th guy. 
Yeah, and I guess that's the point where we're in this situation. Although their leagues aren't running, those guys that are 13, 14, 15 definitely have you know, a better chance in reality of getting called up because not only are the injury factor, there's the COVID factor. So you're definitely right with that. I don't, about about um, the rapper you're talking about, uh, and you're in sports your whole life too. I just, I don't care how good of an athlete you were, high school or college, these guys are just different animals. Like you just, you know, I, I think this guy, you know, I just don't see it as even realistic, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. You, you, you never know. But like, I, I think it would be an extreme Long shot, because let's keep it real. Playing in the NBA is a long shot if you're 22 and did everything in your life for the first 22 years to prime you to play in the NBA. It's way more of a long shot if you're 35 and haven't played basketball competitively in 10 years. Um, So, yeah, it's a long shot. But just something I thought about that, that lane is definitely open for people right now that wasn't open a year or two ago. Uh, With that being said, Mike, how was your week in general? Pretty good? Pretty good. Like I said, yeah, um, typical week, you know, earlier in the week, got to enjoy, you know, a beach uh, going out last night to a nice restaurant, um, outdoor dining, trying to support our local local businesses and then working the next few days, uh, working with a friend and uh, bartending over the weekend. So typical schedule for me. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, a lot of family stuff, uh, a lot of working at home type stuff. And then I'll just get ready for me and my cousin's podcast. I did do one thing. We're going to segue to it right now. I got to sit down with a super inspirational young man. His name is Kevin Chevarotti. He is from Tom's River, New Jersey, just like me, just like Mike, just like Kenny wishes he was from Tom's River. Uh, and if you're not familiar with him, he's got a couple, multiple thousand Instagram followers. And his thing is this. He wants to inspire people to greatness. So his Instagram page is inspired by K-Shev. We'll put that all in the show notes for you. He was cool enough to sit down with me this morning. And we just got to talk about his journey. His journey from you know running around Tom's River, which let's keep it real, is not the most inspirational place to live or grow up. And as always, support Bean Mug and Coffee Company and put in that discount code COUSINS10 for a 10% discount at checkout. Me and my cousins, it's a podcast. This is Angelo Gingerelli for the Me and My Cousins podcast. Right now, I am flying solo. Mike Casal, Kenny Nicosia, not with us right now. Got a bit of a rainy day at the Jersey Shore, but I got one of the one of Tom's River's greatest rays of sunshine just going out, inspiring people left and right, killing on Instagram. Uh, the one and only at Inspired by KHF, Kevin Chevrolati. Kevin, how you doing today, man? How you doing, man? Appreciate you having me. Uh, hopefully, you're doing safe. Hopefully, your family's doing well. I know we got hit with that little storm. A lot of people don't have power, but like they always say, it all comes together at some point, and things will be back to normal, we hope. And then you, this is a question I had for later in the conversation, but since you started off with it, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll kick it right there right now. 2020 has been a tough year, man. There's been the coronavirus. There's been the economic impact, the health impact. We had a, a, a pretty bad tropical thunderstorm in the Jersey Shore within the last 48 hours. I think what you do is valuable all the time. But in a year like 2020, I think what you do is even more valuable. Have you seen kind of an, an uptick in interest in what you're doing because the times have been so hard for so many people, particularly where we live in New Jersey? Yeah, of course. So I feel like we all need that juice. We all need that positivity. Even me. I'm the one who's always spreading the positivity, but sometimes I need it myself. So I know how it feels when you're having a bad day and someone can bring you know, a ray of sunshine, bring some good vibes. And it makes you feel really good. So to answer your question, yes, I feel like people really sometimes come to me. They reach out. They say your videos have really helped me. They've taken me out of the funk. I see you every morning. 
and it, it just makes me want to follow you. So I've gotten a lot of supporters over the last, I guess, six to 12 months. Uh, and it's just every day, man, every day I strive to inspire people. And that's my goal in life. I, awesome, man. I, I'm kind of a, a recent fan of Inspired by KHF. I only found out about you maybe a month or two ago. And I think one thing you do that's really awesome is you kill it with consistency. Like you just said, it's every morning. Every morning people click on Instagram. They see you out there grinding, working out, usually at a Tom's River Regional School, which I love being a Tom's River guy myself. And they see it's got, it's, it's got to be every day, right? You can't be inspired on Monday and then take Tuesday and Wednesday off. You got to go out there and crush it every single day, which I think is, is super valuable. And a lot of people in, in your kind of world of, you know, you could do anything, be inspired, kind of miss that step, miss that step of you got to get after it when you're inspired, get after it when you're not particularly inspired. I think what you do that's great is you put these videos up that get people going and get them inspired every morning. I mean, you're seven mornings a week, correct? Every day. I think I haven't taken a day off of posting probably, I don't remember the last time. Yeah, I was saying, I, I can't think of a day you missed. Um, a couple of things I want to get into background-wise, and again, we jumped the gun a little bit because you kind of brought up the the, thun- the uh, tropical storm we've been dealing with for the last couple of days here. What's your background? Where are you from? How do you go from, you know, little Kevin running around Tom's River to inspired by KHF with thousands of followers and, and a great following and really doing good things for business here at the Jersey Shore? Give me a real quick bio of how do you go from, from little Kevin to inspired by KHF. Sports growing up, a lot of people know me. I know a lot of people. Been in Tom's River my whole life, 24 years. Graduated from Stockton University, hospitality and tourism degree. Great, great program over there. Got into Atlantic City when I graduated. Worked at Borgata for a minute. A lot of experience dealing with people, but I always had a passion to inspire. You know, so I, I worked there for a few months. Got into the world of a real job, I guess. But then I came back to Tom's River and decided to start this up as like a hobby, kind of, like a little hobby. Uh, I was working at the YMCA, doing like making money. But then I'm like, I got to go with this full force. So it just was me speaking every morning, motivating people. Kept growing, 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 sold some merchandise. Then started interviewing business owners as a little hobby. That's turned into income because I give them so much exposure. I give them the videos. I interview businesses now all over the state. Fun way of advertising. Probably have done around 140, 150. As far as Jersey City North to Cape May South, just everywhere. Uh, got a, a magazine did a spotlight on me. Just getting noticed because I'm consistent, like you said. Yeah, man, I think number one, and part of you came across my radar as part of the Totally Local podcast. I'm friends with those guys. I've been on that show a bunch of times, and they're really cool. And then I kind of just kind of went down that rabbit hole and, and followed you on Instagram. And I'm, I'm a big workout guy myself. I like what you're doing workout-wise. What's your athletic background? Because you're not, you know, you're not doing the regular kind of kind of middle-aged guy workouts. You're doing some very athletic stuff. My background's in athletics as well. You're running bleachers. You're doing sprints. You're hopping over fences. What's your, <laughs> what's your athletic background and what's your workout regimen like today? My athletic background, played sports all my life. So in eighth grade, won the Scholar Athlete Award. In eighth grade, I played soccer, baseball, basketball, three sports. Freshman year of high school, played three sports. So, uh, sophomore year, Got rid of soccer, played basketball and baseball. Junior year, same thing, basketball, baseball. Senior year, just baseball. 
that was really it. Never played in college, but always kept my workouts in. I can't start my day unless I work out. It's a mental thing. So, like before this show, I was in my basement getting a little sweat on. It's just I can't start my day unless I I, I get something in. So, like if I got to do something at 8 a.m., I, I get up at 6. Or if I got to do something at 7, I wake up at 5. It's just I, I can't slack. And slacking is not in my vocabulary. Yeah, man, one of my favorite quotes that I like to say, that when people tell me there's not enough hours in a day, then you don't know when to set your alarm clock. There's enough hours in a day for the things you want to do if you decide they're important and you want to do them. Um, as far as working out at the schools, do you have to do you have to get clearance to do that? Are they open to the public? How's that? How's that work for you? The turf, I feel like, is just a public thing. Uh, they closed it for a little bit during the virus, but now you can go on the turf. There's there's turf at like the elementary schools. All three high schools have new turf. East Dover Elementary turf, Walnut turf, West Dover turf, like. Tom's River's just got a bunch of turf. <laughs> yeah, man. As, as another Tom's River guy, we really do place a lot of emphasis on sports, which I think I think is basically a good thing. Um, one thing I would say about the Tom's River school system, see if you rock with me on this. If you meet a Tom's River person and you want to know where they went to high school, don't ask him where they went to high school. Ask him what they did for the Sweet 16 party, and you'll know immediately where they went. If their dad bought them a Mercedes, they went to North. If their dad bought them a carton of cigarettes, they went to East. If they still haven't met their father, they went to South. And if they got beat up in public school, they went to Donovan Catholic. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, man. I have a, I, I don't know if you know or not, but I, I do stand up all over New Jersey. And I have like a tight 45 minutes all about Tom's River, which is like this. I'm in this weird place of like, it's funny only to people from Tom's River. But I love doing it, dude. So I appreciate you listening to me go on a little rant for a second. Um, who are your inspirations, man? Who do you listen to? Who do you who do you watch? What podcasts are you into? What athletes do you look up to? I saw you rocking the Akeem Olajuwon jersey the other day on one of your videos. Which I, I love that throwback. But uh, what are, who do you look up to, man? Who are your guys or girls? <laughs> I, got, I got a bunch. So we got, you know, one of my favorites, actually. A lot of people probably don't know him. So you should check him out on my Instagram. And this is where I got my crazy introductions, running into the camera, hopping fences, whatever. Wallow267. W-A-L-L-O-267. He's out in Philly. African-American guy who I look up to so much. He inspires not just the African-American community. He inspires everybody. And he was in jail for like 20 years. Got out of jail like two years ago. Started just making a movement, inspiring people, merchandise. And now he's got like 200,000 followers on Instagram, speaking at schools, speaking at events. Someone who's been through a lot of trials and tribulations, he just, his message is, man, don't let your past define you. Don't put yourself into a bubble and limit yourself. You can really do something if you if you attack it and bubble full force. He's, he's, he's my guy. Lastly, I like, he's a, he's a brick New Jersey guy. You probably know him, uh, Todd Durkin. I do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He well, he's from Brick, but he's not in San Diego now, correct? Yeah. TD is great. Yeah. He he fires me up. Yeah, I think it's a good good example, man. Good example of you know information and motivation together. Oh, um, you're 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 a pretty young guy. I'm gonna assume you don't have any have any kids yet, do you? What, what do you think if, if, if you when you talk to younger people, let's say that that's a middle school age bracket, what, what kind of information would you give to them? I realize a lot of what you do is um, geared towards adults, 
But I, would you agree a lot of the situation we're in in America right now is there weren't guys like you when I was a kid, right? So now as an adult, I'm looking to people like you to kind of be a, a mentor, a motivator, a facilitator. Um, if we could, I think our next generation is going to be better if we start this younger. Would you agree with that? And what information would you give or what, what message would you want to give to, say, a, a 12, 13-year-old kid running around Tom's River thinking about what they're going to do with their life? So I would always say that there's a lot of pressures from family, friends, and social media hasn't made it any better. If everyone's trying to compete with that person and they got this, why don't I have that? But I feel like you just need to stay in your lane and, and, and figure things out by forming your own opinion, which is another thing. People are going to try to dictate you, persuade you, you know, maybe peer pressure you, but you need to make the decisions that your gut tells you you have to make and what your gut tells you that you want to do. And I feel like that that's so important. I wish I knew that when I was younger. Just just follow where your heart is leading you and make the decisions that are going to bring happiness into your life and do what you want to do. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to, you know, maybe change your course of action or change your path. You know, like Gary Vee always says, when you get to 40 years old, that's just halftime of your life. Like you're young. Like, you're young still when you're under 40 and over 40 doesn't matter like everybody's on their own pace in life and just stay in your lane and, and just keep keep attacking every day with energy and passion and determination and consistency and good things will come maybe not as quick as you like but good things will come i have a five-year-old daughter and one thing i'm seeing with it with and i, I like the school system she's in i love the coaches she's had but i think one thing we dropped the ball on with these young kids is we keep telling them about these high and lofty goals they can have when they grow up, right? You could play in the Olympics, you could be an engineer, you could do all this stuff, but we don't spend enough time thinking about how about you be great at what's in front of you, right? Like my daughter plays plays rec soccer, she loves it, great coaches, but like I feel like you gotta tell a kid, dominate Long Branch recreational soccer, then think about Long Branch High School, then think about a college scholarship, then think about the Olympics, and I feel like we spend so much time on this big picture. We don't teach a kid dominate what's right in front of you. Would you agree with that? Yeah, just just whatever is right in front of you, take care of it. Don't look in the past. Don't look what's ahead. Keep focusing day by day, one step at a time. Build the blocks and be consistent and keep making those incremental successes and progresses. Yeah, man. I, I thought I deal with comedians this a lot too. Like, oh, like I host a weekly open mic at the Brighton Bar in Long Branch. I've been doing it for years. It's a great show. And uh, everybody's always like, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to Borgata in Atlantic City, like where you work? And like you get there by crushing Brighton Bar every Monday. And then you look for other opportunities after that. And I think we need to put more time into kids being like, focus on what's in front of you. And eventually what's in front of you will be that big goal. But you got to take those little steps. Um, real quick, on your business, on your business model, man. Is there any business you've ever had approach you about doing a video where you had to turn it down, just that the goals were misaligned, they didn't have the right image? Has that ever happened? Mm, no. So I think sometimes, like, so when I first started doing these interviews and features and whatnot, like, I didn't charge you any money, and I was happy doing it for free because I was just doing it. I was just doing it and it was fun but as i started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and more views and, and a bigger portfolio i started to charge a little bit of money not expensive at all when people hear the price that i charge they're like oh my gosh you're super underselling yourself you need to charge way more because you're so good at this but i still don't i still make it super affordable 
well under $100. Sometimes $100 is the max, but never over that. Um, usually like 60 bucks, 50 bucks, 70 bucks. And, and real quick, for that price, in case anybody's interested, because I'm going to let as many people know about that as I can, not that you need any help, you're already crushing the game. Um, does that include, do you edit, do you post, How's it, what do they get for that under $100 price tag? Because I expected that to be several times that price when you just said yes. that. That's everybody's reaction. Sometimes the owners toss me more than what I asked for because they're like, there's no way I'm giving you that low of what you just did for me. So but that feels really cool. Um, there's no editing. I mean, I... I, I oh, it's, what, it's, you're, like, you're like Jay-Z, one take? Yeah, yeah. Well, nice. we have to restart once or twice, but like as far as 10 takes, no. So usually I have somebody to come with me and they hold... I have the iPhone 11, so it's got really good quality, quality, you know, production. Um... They'll bring my. They'll bring. They'll hold my phone for me. They'll record. I'll walk around, interview the owner, show some food, show the place. Six, seven minutes max. Like like diners, drive-ins, and dives. Guy Fieri, kind of like him. Uh, but all businesses, not just food. Right. And what happens is when I leave, before I leave, I either airdrop them the video or send it to them through WhatsApp. But they always, the owner always gets the seven-minute video or six-minute video before I leave, so they have it now to post to all their social medias. So they have this piece of content forever. They can post it once a month if they wanted to. Um, then I post it on my Facebook, my Instagram, the, whatever town you're in, I'll post it in that community page on Facebook. And sometimes, and I never, ever boost or promote my posts. It's all organic. Sometimes Facebook, 6,000, 7,000 views, 8,000 sometimes. Got 20,000 on one post. Uh, but what, real quick, what was it? What was the 20,000? What's your, what's your biggest hit? That was uh, it was it's called Restaurante Puerto Rico in Lincroft, New Jersey. Exit one hundred nine, uh, new Spanish place. All the Spanish people in the community and the people who love Spanish food kept sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. Hundred eighty shares, uh, twenty one, twenty two thousand views. I'm sorry, but nice. Marlboro Diner got like nine thousand. Ice cream spot the other day got five thousand, and then Instagram sometimes six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred views. Like, and then like I said, they get to post it to their pages too. Real good. Uh, so yeah, usually like seventy bucks, sixty bucks, and I've done like hundred and fifty. That's uh, that's awesome, man. That's great. And I think, I think one thing that's kind of cool right now, you said that that one video got a ton, one hundred and eighty plus shares, which is amazing. I feel like as as rough as twenty twenty's been, right between the coronavirus, the economic impact, the health impact, the the tropical storm we dealt with this week. One thing I think that's kind of cool about where we live at the Jersey Shore in Ocean and Monmouth County. That, that sense of community and kind of like we're going to get through this has been kind of cool to see, right? You see people advertising for restaurants and restaurants pivoting to outdoor seating and delivery and people posting on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, oh, go the, uh, you know, the, the Penny Vodka is great at Brighton Bar this week or go get a surf taco to go. I think it, 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 I haven't really seen, I feel like a lot of what we do, especially when you're in a beach community where everything is seasonal, a lot of it's kind of cutthroat and competitive. But I feel like this year, and particularly this summer, it's been kind of cool to see people working together. Oh, big time, big time. We, we, we all need it. We all need it. Uh, we all we all need to help each other. Even if you're an enemy of somebody or you're not a big fan, ne- never talk bad about people. Never try to expose people. Just just be nice and help and wish everybody to do well. Uh, I, that's one thing I hate and I see too much is people hating on one another, people talking behind people's backs like, we don't need that. We don't need that today. Too much stuff's going on around us to to hate people. I agree. Hate to, uh, sorry. He hates a bad thing. 
I couldn't agree more. And I think that the, the kind of the analogy I gave before that life's a marathon, not a sprint. The world is big, man. There's a there's there's room for I think there's room for not maybe not everybody, but for almost there to be successful, right? Like you could have, there could be surf taco and there could be Bubba Coos, and maybe they could be next door to each other and they could both win without having to like you said hate on each other and go at each other and cut through competition. Because maybe one night I want surf taco, one night I want Bubba Coos. There's no reason they can't win. Um, and even in your world with the um. With the motivation stuff, I follow several motivation and fitness camps. I don't just follow you, and I'm not going to unfollow you when I find somebody else I like. So I don't see a reason why we have to go at each other. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, my, my buddy just hit me up. He's like, because I always tell people, like, have a good day. I, I wish, like, 170 messages a day to people, like, every morning. And he was like, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff's not going my way. It really sucks. And that, that breaks my heart when I hear people say that. Uh and then I see restaurant owners on, on Facebook saying, you know, my luck is draining. Um, I need a miracle. It just hurts me to see people struggling, you know. And just, it stinks. You, you, you got to, like, you know, my life is not perfect, but I need to just keep spreading it to make people feel confident, you know. That's what I, I set out to do. Yeah, man, I think it's great. And that's kind of what we're trying to do this podcast as well. Unfortunately, my two cousins are not with me today. But the idea is that there, there's so many cool things going on. And the one thing I think the internet has led us to do, which I'm really not a fan of, is just just spewing hate and what's wrong and how much music today is terrible or this movie's terrible or that restaurant gave me a bad meal. And I think there's a place to do that and address things that are wrong, and I completely agree that we should do that. But to some extent, let's celebrate all the cool stuff that goes on in the world and see, like, all right, yeah, there's, there's bad experiences, but there's also all these cool things and all these cool people that are doing great stuff, yourself included. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple uh, businesses in Ocean Monmouth County. I want to know if you were going to do a video for them, number one, if you would do it, and number two, what the, what you would say in the video. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Uh, number one, the Love Shack on Route 37 on uh, in Tom's River. It's a store that sells, like, you know, sexy lingerie, adult DVDs, that kind of stuff. What are we looking at if they contact you? <laughs> Do you know the owner there? Is that why you're asking? I don't know. I don't know any of these owners, and you're going to see by the ridiculousness of the businesses, they're not. Uh, I, I just. I don't. I don't know any of these people. Go ahead. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. I don't think. I don't think I would do that. Maybe it may, may hurt my look. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. How about Riggers over in Seaside? And you got to film it in the middle of winter on a weeknight. I, I mean, I, I love Seaside, <laughs> so I probably would say yes to that because. I know sometimes Seaside maybe gets a bad look, but Seaside's great. Seaside's actually where I was where I was raised on the boardwalk, and I, I would do it. It's I, history. Hey, man, let me tell you this. This year's been rough, obviously, right? I'm not sure I love admitting this, but I will. One of the things that hit me in the heart is that Bamboo and Karma went out of business and auctioned off all their materials, man. Because I was at I was at Bamboo way before the Jersey Shore MTV show was there. I was going to Karma during that era, and if I if I told you I didn't have some of the best nights of my life at those places, I would be lying. And the idea of like these kids now are never gonna gonna feel gonna have that experience like being in the line of bamboo next to the the crazy neon palm trees and the bouncer with the bamboo t-shirts on, or never go to Karma. Like it kind of hurt me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, man. Those are great. Those are great places and, and so much fun. And my everybody hates on Seaside, right? Like you just said. But let's keep it real. If Seaside was that bad, 
Would MTV be there every couple of years filming a show? Would it be a thing that everybody all over the world knows about CSAT? I went to Italy. I went to Japan. I've been to Mexico. And people there, I, you tell them from New Jersey, they ask you about CSAT. So if it's that bad, the whole world wouldn't know about it. I agree. It gets an unfair rap, unfair bad rap for no reason because it really is a great time. Like you said, guys like me and you grew up there, and I wouldn't trade that upbringing for the world. And I kind of hate that the, the young kids aren't going to get the same experience we did. Alright, what if the Tom's River Walmart on Route 37 West calls you for a video? What are we doing? I don't do franchises, yeah. Nope. Don't okay, why, I wouldn't do that franchise because it is a terrible place with all the worst people in Ocean County concentrated in one place and it looks like Night of the Living Dead. Why do you not do franchises? I, I like to give the, the small family-owned businesses the, the love, help them, help them, help them succeed. Okay, are you, would, is there a briefcase full of money big enough where you would take a deal with like a Burger King or something, Taco Bell, or never? If they sponsored me, you mean? Or yeah, if they, if, they, if they made it financially viable for you to do it, would you entertain a franchise, or is that you're just dead set against franchises? Oh, man, I can't, I, I would have to think about it. I would have to talk to some mentors and see what they think. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question, too, because I'm a big local shop, local mom-and-pop guy, um, but I think at the end of the day, I, I think, here's what I think. I think you, we can all be bought. Everybody has a price. But I think you can do it in a way where you're not necessarily selling your soul. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. example, being a health and fitness guys, if, if McDonald's offered me a ton of money to do an advertisement, I might do it, but maybe I try to stipulate in the contract, it's got to be for the salads or the healthy menu or yeah. something with kids picking the right Happy Meal choice. You know, like here's... Yeah. I think you could do it and not be terrible about it. Um, you would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I think I would try to try to work it out in a way where I could do it and, and kind of keep control of the content a little bit and uh, and put out a good message. I think everybody, you know, we hate franchise and stuff, but they are a big part of our economy. They employ a lot of people. Um, and if they went away, a lot of people would be out of work. So I think we, we kind of need them, even though we're, me and you kind of ride or die for the mom and pops more. But uh, can you do it and advertise them in the right way? With that being said, man, we're, we'll wrap this up in a second. Tell us where to reach you on social media, what you're all about, and kind of leave us with a way to contact you and what uh, what you want the me and my cousin listeners to know about Inspired by K-Chef. So you can follow me, Inspired by K-Chef, on Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is Kevin Chevrolati. Uh, if you need my number, reach out to Angelo. He'll give it to you. I can, I can give that to anybody? Yeah, I guess hit me up first if say yeah. Well, I mean, if it's if it's someone that you trust and know, yeah, no problem. Okay, not just random listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want some good vibes, you want some positivity, follow my page. If you want your business to be featured in a fun, cool interview, hit me up. And uh, Angelo, it was so fun to ha- come on here, man. I really appreciate you having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Love it. Appreciate that, man. Make sure you're following Inspired by K-Chev on, on all social media, but particularly Instagram. His morning videos are really great. They're informational. They're motivational. And if you're from Tom's River, he's hitting all the best Tom's River spots. He's going to all the schools, all the restaurants. He's crushing the game in New Jersey. He's inspiring. He's motivating. He's putting good information out there. Hopefully you think we're doing the same thing on the Me and My Cousins podcast. As always, check us out every Friday. Next week, I will have Mike Casale, Kenny Nicosia back with us. And hopefully they will listen to this interview and get inspired by K-Chev just like I did. Me and my cousins. It's a podcast.